from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 56. Dukkeshanu Tviknamana Sukkeshu Vikatas Viha Vitaraga Payakurha Sita Dirmanira Chate. One who is not disturbed in mind, even amidst the threefold miseries or related when there is happiness, who is free from attachment, fear, and anger, is called the sage or steady mind. Mukam karoti vachalam pantamam kete girinyaki pantamam pantayasi So I'll read a little bit of the purport. Such a fully Krishna conscious person is not at all disturbed by the onslaughts of the threefold miseries. For he accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past mistakes. So when some difficulty comes, the devotee thinks, this is mercy. But not easy for us to think like that, <laughs> always. Mm. Like on the right here, it was a bit curvy. And for me, it's like get a little <laughs> carsick. Yeah, it was hard to think. see it as mercy, but I guess it was. Because now I'm okay and I'm feeling good. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Didn't think I was going to make it, but we did. So we, I'm not quite fully Krishna conscious, but if you are fully Krishna conscious, you will be appreciating it, even when it happens. And when something good happens, the devotee thinks, he gives all credit to the Lord. Now, if you're not a devotee, some difficulty happens, then the non-devotee will say, why me? Why is this happening to me? So why not you? It's happening to everyone else. Why not? Yeah. And I thought that when I got separated from my husband, I thought, why is this happening to me? Then I thought, well, why not me? It happens to 50% of the women in the West. So, yeah, why not me? Um, so, and if something good happens to a non-devotee, he will say, yes, it's my hard work, it's my expertise, it's my intelligence, it's my whatever. He will take the credit. If something good happens to a devotee, we'll say, wow, Krishna is very merciful. He's helping me. Prabhupada says, uh, uh, it is due only to the grace of the Lord. He's in such a comfortable condition, able to render better service to the Lord. So that's how the devotee feels. So sometimes it's difficult for us, who are not completely pure yet, to, uh, there, we have the knowledge, but it's, there's a gap between our knowledge, our theoretical knowledge, and our experience. You know, we, when we go through the experience, then we, we sometimes may say, why, why me? <laughs> it's like, like the non-devotees. So, um, so Shira Prabhupada, was talking about this point, um, devotee said, sometimes I feel affected by um, the modes of nature. And Shira Prabhupada says, no, you're not experiencing, your body is experiencing. You are not feeling cold, your, your body is experiencing. You're feeling cold due to the body, but you are not feeling cold. Devotee said, but I think I'm feeling cold. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, um, 
So Prabhupada said, no. <laughs> yes, he said, you are thinking that is illusion. Devotee said, so I should rise above that? And Siddha Prabhupada said, yes, gradually. You cannot do it all of a sudden. Just like if you get a fever, then you, 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 you think, oh, I'm feverish, I'm feverish. But the fever will not stay. You will come to your healthy state. And so it's not really part of you. So beginning of Gita, the first instruction, one of the first instruction Krishna gives to Arjuna, mata sparshas tukonteya sitoshna sukatukadaha. So, yes, seasonal changes. Like the winter and summer season. So happiness and distress comes but they're just like the seasons. So they come, they go. Happiness comes, happiness goes. Stress comes, distress goes. So how does a pure devotee see things? One time Siddha Prabhupada, Hare Krishna, Siddha Prabhupada was uh, suffering. Well, he looked like he was suffering. Um, he had a fever and he had diarrhea and he was tossing and turning for three days. So then his servant asked him, does a pure devotee suffer? And Srila Prabhupada said, no, it was a lover's bite. So what that means is he was feeling like Krishna was biting him. He saw Krishna there. Oh, Krishna is showing his love for me. And that's why I got this fever and these things. So the the analogy is given that the time of death, the non-devotee is like a rat in the mouth of the cat. How does a rat feel? Ooh, the rat knows it's going to die, and what's going to—he knows what's going to happen to him, and after, doesn't know anything. So when the non-devotee is is uh, reaching death, then that is how he feels, like a rat. Now it's different for a devotee. Devotee, for the devotee, it's like a kitten in the mouth of mother cat. When the kittens, when the cat holds the kitten, and the cat feels very happy. Oh, my mother's got me. Uh, sometimes the kitten goes the wrong direction. So the mother picks up the kitten, puts it in another direction. So sometimes in our life, we may feel the teeth of the mother cat. It's Krishna. Okay, you're going the wrong direction. Go this way. Go this way. Yeah. So, um, yes, we feel we feel the teeth, and we have to go another way. We will go definitely go another way home today. Um, yes, we felt the teeth. Another cat. <laughs> so uh, now, Shrimad Bhagavatam gives us advice. We heard about this verse. This verse talks about threefold miseries. Does anybody know what other threefold Miseries? Just with the sound. Sound? Oh. Okay. I hear the AC. Oh, okay. Hare Krishna. You hear me better? Yes. Okay. In the back, they were not hearing, I think. Um, so, threefold miseries. Anybody know what? One of the threefold, there's three of them. Um, okay, raise your hand because if everyone talks. I don't know. By nature, okay, nature. If you can also say the demigods, earthquakes, um, floods. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, in case you don't know Sanskrit, that's, uh, you get misery, well, one we heard due to nature, this Adi Daivik, and then Adi Bhautik is from other living entities, like my next door neighbor in the ashram. One mosquito went in her room one night, and the whole night she couldn't sleep. So other living beings. Uh, people also, mosquitoes also, and uh, then the third one is Adi Atmik, your own mind, your own body. They, they're probably the worst one to give you misery. I think the mind is said to be the worst, um, especially as you get older. <coughs> the body is competition between body. Yeah, sometimes you wake up in the morning and there's a pain in one part. Another morning it'll be pain in another part. And one day you wake up and there's no pain, then you realize, oh, I left my body. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, this is old age. This is old age. Don't think it won't happen to you, Prophet said. <laughs> when we were all young, we thought, it won't happen. We never thought we'd get old. No. Did we? We, we were invincible. We could do anything. Uh, but yeah, old age did come, now we understand. So we're going to talk about, so what are the counteractions? Srimad Bhagavatam tells us how to counteract these three miseries, three different ways. So for the uh, sufferings due to other living entities, Adibhautik, good behavior and freedom from envy. And the, uh, the Adidaivik, by meditation and trance, you can counteract sufferings due to nature. And the sufferings due to your body and mind, practicing yoga, hatha yoga, Bhagavatam says, pranayam, um, Gita also confirms. We'll talk about that a little later. So Adidaivik, meditation and trance. Of course, our meditation is Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, and that will save us from uh, calamities due to nature. There is, there, I, I was watching on, on Facebook, of course, uh, in 2000, 2013, at Kedarnath in India, there was an avalanche, right? Um, uh, at Kedarnath, the holy place of Lord Shiva. And both sides of the temple, everything was destroyed. The road was destroyed. And, but there was one saintly person, worshiper of Shiva, he was standing in front of the deity like this, in front of the temple. He was not disturbed by any of the calamity of nature, flooding on two sides, an avalanche of rocks, and he was just like this. And um, yeah, so Facebook picked up on it. Um, and uh, actually, uh, one big stone came in back of the temple and protected the temple from everything. Now, why did this happen? Um, the government decided, the government of India decided to move Parvati's temple, who she's the wife of Lord Shiva, above Lord Shiva's temple. And she came to the Pujari before they were going to move, came to the Pujari in a dream and said, tell them not to move me. They didn't listen. I'm from the same place. Oh, are you from Kedarnath? Not Kedarnath, but 
we know they raised the temple where the thing and the puja in the dream. The dream, dream pujari came, came. Pujari came and said, "Don't do this." And the next morning, the, uh, this happened. Yes. 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 Mommy, what is the Dhari Devi. The temple name is Dhari Devi. Uh, where they raised the temple. Uh, and the, the dream, the dream came. And yes. the next morning, the skedana yes. came. Yes. So Parvati got angry. But this, um, this devotee of Lord Shiva, he was saved because meditation and trance. And it was, I was, yeah, I was following it. People were up there on their cell phones, you know how it is. In India. <laughs> Everyone has a cell phone in India, and um, and probably here too. Um, but uh, so then they were evacuating. There were about a thousand people up there evacuating by helicopter. So then they they told this saintly person to decide, okay, you can go in the helicopter now. He said, no, I will walk. And the road was destroyed, so you know, probably had mystic powers or something. I don't know. But he was, he was not disturbed in that whole calamity. He was meditation and trance, Bhagavatam says. So for us, of course, it's, we, we meditate on Krishna, we chant Hare Krishna, and we're saved. Now, what about the miseries due to other beings? Adipati, good behavior and freedom from envy. What does this mean? If someone is superior to you, then you can help that person in, in their service. You, uh, if, you're, if he's an advanced devotee, you can serve that devotee. That's good behavior. If someone is your equal, you make friendship. And if someone is your junior, you try to raise them up to a higher position. Freedom from envy. So sometimes when Prabhupada was here, devotees would have problems with other devotees. So one devotee uh, he wrote a letter to Prabhupada, you know, these devotees are so impersonalist. And Prabhupada said, you should not expect perfection or utopia, even in this Krishna consciousness movement. There will always be some lacking. But the difference is that they're lacking because they've given up everything to serve Krishna. Uh, their lacking have become transcendental because their intention is to serve Krishna. So Srila Prabhupada, he, he preached not to criticize devotees. Um, now, uh, one Dr. Patel, he was famous for going on morning walks with Prabhupada on Jugu Beach. And so he was very compassionate for the devotees. He saw we didn't, Bombay was really, really austere place. Um, the men were in a hut, the ladies were on the roof of a building and it was summer. There was no Lady Zasha. Yeah, there was Lady Zasha, but it was on the roof. And uh, yeah, so he donated mosquito nets and mattresses and pillows and blankets. But within two years, they all vanished. So he complained to Prabhupada, and he went begging down to get these things for devotees. Went to the market begging. Uh, he complained to Prabhupada, you know, these devotees, they, they don't take care of themselves or their things. And you know, Dr. Patel, he, he was walking with Prabhupada, always talking Bhagavad Gita, but he had an impersonal view of Gita, not the personal view. He, his goal was liberation. He wanted to get out of this material world. So Prabhupada told him, these devotees don't care if they have to sleep on the floor. 
They don't care if they get disease or don't have proper facilities. That liberation you so much desire, they already have it. Yeah, we, I was on the floor for 18 years in India on just a straw mat. That was our bed. <laughs> Until I got pregnant and couldn't get up off the floor and then we found a broken bed somewhere, <laughs> three legs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, was, it was pretty austere. So the um, Adi Bautic, Adi Daivik, and Adi Agmik due to body and mind. Now, the Bhagavatam recommends Hatha Yoga and Pranayama. Now, Pranayama, Prabhupada says, for us, Pranayama is chanting and dancing. That's our Pranayama. So, yes, when I, I was in a retreat in Nepal, 150 ladies, it was a ladies' retreat. So the last day of the retreat, they had a kirtan. All the 150 ladies were chanting and dancing like anything. 7.30 they started, 7.30 at night. There was one Gujarati lady, she was not Nepali, and she, it was prasad time, and she was hungry. And she, she was telling them, you know, it's, it's, where's the prasad? And they, nobody paid attention. They were just chanting and dancing, they forgot. So she tried again, 8.30. Hungry. No, nobody answered. They <laughs> were chanting and dancing. She tried again at 9.30. Nobody answered. Then she started chanting and dancing too, and she forgot us. <laughs> so it works, uh, chanting and dancing. You forget your, your, your mind and your body. You become purified. It really helps. Another example was when Indudumna Swami was on an airplane. And the airplane was having a hard time landing. This was in Africa. So um, it was coming down for a landing. Then it would start shaking violently. There was a wind. And then go back up. And as soon as it started shaking, Maharaj was going, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And the, and the Christians were going, Jesus. And the Muslims were going, Allah. And the plane went back up. Because in Africa you have all these things, you have different religions. So then, next to Maharaj, there was sitting one scientist. He said, Swamiji, I do not believe in these things. Plane went down again, started shaking violently. <laughs> scientist was looking sick. Um, went back up. And the scientist said to Maharaj, what was that you were saying? The Silver Mars, Hare Krishna, you know, the whole thing, the whole thing. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So, yeah, so then the pilots announced, okay, we're going to try one more time. And if we're not successful, we'll go back where we came from. Because it, it was a very dangerous landing. So the plane went down, everyone was chanting, scientists was chanting, and the plane landed <laughs> nicely. So then Maharaj said to him, now do you believe? And the scientist said, maybe. <laughs> so and Maharaj said, here's my card. If you have any questions, you can ask. So yeah, this, the, the misery of body and mind can be counteracted. And Bhagavad Gita confirms that in chapter 6, verse 17. Let's see if I can find that here. Verse 17. 
He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation, and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. So regulation means you're in the mode of goodness. If you're in the mode of goodness, that means you have controlled the lower modes. They're you, they're, they may still be there, but they're under control. Anger, lust, anger, greed, all these things, they're under control. And you're in the mode of goodness, everything's balanced. So if you balance in eating, sleeping, work, and recreation, you can have freedom from pain, freedom from miseries. So that's what the Bhagavatam recommends. Shri Prabhupada, he went to America at the age of 70, and he had, he had hope. The Bhagavatam says, Tatenu Kampam Susumikshana. The attitude of the devotee is hope against hope, I will get the mercy of the Lord. And he tolerates the reactions of his past uh, sins, past life or this life. So you hope, you tolerate, and you serve with body, mind, and words. And if you do, you hope, you serve, you tolerate, then you will go to the spiritual world. You will inherit the spiritual kingdom. So it's worth it. I'm saying it's worth it. I, I did 52 years of hoping, tolerating, and serving for Prabhupada. And, I, and it's worth it. And living in the material world is not worth it. That I can say. I don't regret anything that I gave my youth and all that, but I'm very happy that I'm still here with the devotees at this age. And so one devotee told Prabhupada, I'm a bit confused because throughout your books, your lectures, you say when you become a devotee, you're on the transcendental platform. At the same time, you talk about being affected by the modes material nature. I'm a devotee practicing the principles of devotional service, experiencing a certain amount of uh, pleasure, transcendental pleasure. At the same time, I feel affected by the modes, material nature. How is it I can be transcendental and still be affected? The Prabhupada said, it's just like being on a boat. So everybody here has been on a boat before? No, everybody, pretty much. You're, you're on the ocean. So you must have been. Um, so when you're on the boat, no one can say you're not on the boat. You're on the boat, but sometimes big waves will come and rock the boat. So those, we're on the boat of transcendental knowledge, transcendental platform, but the waves are the modes of nature. So they may rock us while we're on the boat. And, uh, but don't jump off the boat because the waves are rocking. <laughs> They'll be worse in the water and it will be on the boat. So how, how do you become steady? You learn from the captain of the ship, the spiritual master, how to steer the boat um, of transcendence to the ocean. So this is uh, what we're here to do. We're devotees. So we have to tolerate the mm, most of nature. We have to tolerate the reactions to our past misdeeds. Hope against hope for the mercy of the Lord and serve with body, mind, and words. And also remember these three, three ways to counteract 
threefold miseries by meditation and trance. You counteract the Adi Daivik by good behavior and freedom from envy. You can counteract um, Adi Bhakti from other living beings. And by uh, regulation and yoga, uh, eating, sleeping, working, and recreation, then you can mitigate the pains of the body and the mind. So I'll stop. Oh, no, I won't stop. I'm going to share one more thing with you, and then I'll stop. Um, so if any problem comes, here's a nice prayer I want to share with you from His Holiness Sachinandan Swami. If you have some problem in your life, you go to the Lord and say, My Lord, I cannot solve this alone. It is beyond my capability, intelligence, plans, ideas. I sincerely request you to accept me as your surrendered soul, protect and maintain me. Now what, and protect me means keep me in a situation where I can function and the problems of material existence don't upset my life that much. So that's protect. Maintain means maintain me on the spiritual platform. Because the most valuable thing we have is our devotional service, what we've done for Krishna, our spiritual record, our spiritual bank account. Did you know you have a spiritual bank account? And everyone here has a spiritual bank account. Even if this is your first thing you did, it's in your bank account. And if you get a full, completely full bank account, you can purchase Krishna. But I told my son, you should put something in your spiritual bank account. Now he's a, he's a guru cooling, so he had a good answer. Um, he said, Mom, I'm not worried. I got a joint account with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said, that's true, but still, <laughs> you should have something yourself. You should help, help out. <laughs> Put something in. Anyway, uh, what can you do? It's true, if, you, if you're a devotee, your whole family benefits. As whatever you do goes not only to your family, we'll talk about that in our on Thursday, we're going to have a seminar in, in New Govina. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. Um, I can just mention it here because you might not go. Sri um, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati says that if you, if a pure devotee is born in a family, a very high pure devotee, 100 generations of his ancestors and 100 generations of his descendants will be liberated, elevated. If a medium devotee, a preacher, appears in family, 14 generations before and after are liberated. And if a neophyte devotee, just a new person, is born in a family of, of, of any family, three generations before, three generations after will be liberated. So keep up your devotional service and your whole family will benefit. So we will stop here if you have any questions or comments. Yes? You have a question? Um. <laughs> it's okay. Let him ask. No? It's all right. Here. Well, your father told you not to. Okay. <laughs> you think it's not a serious question? <laughs>
I don't know, there's one 11 year old girl in Melbourne who just asked the best questions. Ask him what the question is. You can ask me after the class. <laughs> Uh, any other, any questions? No. Okay. Yes. Do we have a question or a comment? So I'm just not asking a question as much as you think you can expand on uh, pranayama. Pranayama. Our pranayama. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Alphard um, said that our pranayama is uh, hearing and chanting. Yes, hearing and chanting. Yeah, because in order to chant for two hours, you need to control your breathing. And we, when we first joined, the service we had to do was chanting and dancing for 10 hours a day. And it was so funny, before I joined, I was, you know, I was hesitating. I was thinking, oh, if I become a devotee, I won't dance in the rain anymore. Well, let me tell you, after I joined, I was dancing in the rain, the snow, the sun. I was, it was full-time dancing in the rain, whatever was happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, in order to chant for 10 hours, you need to, you need to do pranayama. You can't just chant and dance like that. There has to be some control. But it, it comes automatically when you chant. It comes automatically. So we don't have to think, okay, now I'll hold my breath and for one mantra. And Chant for one mantra, let out the breath. We don't, it just comes naturally. And we get the benefit of practicing the pranayama of the hatha yoga system. All the things that they have in the hatha yoga system are included in bhakti. Meditation. We meditate on Krishna. We meditate on the lotus feet of Krishna. We meditate on the holy name. So, yes, all, everything is included in the process of bhakti. So, any other questions? Yes? It's one question that you are mentioning that we are the bone and the most of the material nature is tossing up. And by practicing this devotion part, we also get... Yes, sometimes we get hit by the modes. So, how do the intensity of surrender um, in the practicing, how do we get the intensity of surrender? Like, there's how a, do you get? There's a gap between like Okay, so that sounds like a lot of questions in there, uh, but um, I think the last one I heard was, how do we know about making decisions or what what the Lord wants us to do? Yeah, the Yeah, so we have to we have to make decisions in our life, and um, one thing you can do when you make a decision, put it to Krishna and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what. Uh, so give me your blessings. So then 
you do you do that before you do something you can put it to Krishna you can consult with other devotees if what they think even Parikshit Maharaj he consulted he 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 understood what to do he was a pure devotee he knew okay I, I'm I'm cursed to die in seven days so he left everything he left his kingdom he left his empire, wife, children, everything, he went to the bank of the Ganges. And then all the sages came there because they knew he was an exalted devotee and they wanted to be there when he left his body. So then when the sages came, he said, oh, what should I do? Yeah, you know what to do. He's, he's sitting there, and, and, but he asked the sages and they were confused. So then Shukadev came and Shukadev, then he asked Shukadev, what should I do? And Sukadev could answer. He was elected. So yes, you can. He consulted with others, even though he knew what to do. He consulted. So you consult. You consult with others when you have a decision to make. You consult with the Lord. You can put. You write it down and put it in front. Sometimes devotees, they they um, put uh, yes and no. In, in a little bag, and then they they go in front of the deities, and they choose one and put it in front, and I said yes, oh okay, and they do. <coughs> so yeah, we have to, yeah, and and the thing is, if it doesn't work, that means you have to go a different direction. And a prayer prayer is very helpful. You pray and ask what what direction should I go. Yeah. Any other questions? Yes. Hare Krishna, I'm from India, uh, in New Delhi, I'm staying there. And okay, you're from uh, New Delhi. In New mm -hmm. Delhi, Dwarka, it's called temples, and new temple is coming up. It's already uh, there. Which one? Dwarka. Oh, yeah, Dwarka. I see it on Facebook, yeah. yeah. The, the new temple is coming up, likely by 2024, it will be ready. But yeah. the existing one is also there, a lot of uh, preaching is going on. I mean, I attend their classes at time. Okay. Too. Now the main, I mean, I this, I just about September month or September or October, I, I achieved that 16 rounds of mantra. Congratulations! But then this thing happened. I am come as a tourist to Sydney. I mean Australia with my family, and uh, this thing is. I mean, I am unable to do 16 rounds daily. Oh. Some, some days is two rounds, some days four rounds because of the. If you come as a tourist, first thing is, is the materialistic thing. Visiting Australia as a tourist is a materialistic thing. Then someone told me, one devotee told me, no, no, since Prabhupada had been to Australia, so partly you can think, so, so whatever ticket booking and hotel booking, I have been thinking, okay, I will be visiting the ISKCON establishment there. So in Sydney also visited, and today I am very happy to visit here. Good. But now, how to cover up that thing that, that I missed the 16 rounds thing? I feel guilty about that. Oh. So, well, you can do gradually, gradually, and try to chant. Yeah, definitely, I will start. in Delhi next week, so definitely it will be again resumed. Yeah, try to do more than 16 every day. Yeah, just to balance it out. Yeah, to balance it out. Yeah, Prabhupada yeah. said if we don't make the 16, then we should try to do it the next day. Mm. Correct. But if it's a, a, a huge sum that you owe mm. <laughs> to the realms, then you might have to do two, two extra a day, yeah. like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay.
So it sounds like you're more Krishna conscious in Delhi than <laughs> Yeah. Any other questions? Yes? Just about the numbers. Kind of talk about the threefold of material. Uh, three, threefold How about the other four? Uh, birth, death, disease, and old age. Yeah, well, we're trying to counteract that by chanting and following the process of Krishna consciousness. And um, so, yes, birth and death will be taken care of. Uh, Dina Bandhu was saying in his class uh, yesterday or today that. Um, Prabhupada said that if you chant 16 rounds and follow the four negative principles, I will take you back to Godhead. And then Prabhupada said, I guarantee it. So that means if we do that, then Prabhupada will take us. If we just do that much, if we can do that much, then he will take us. Yes, birth, birth and death. And then old age and disease we won't have because we'll, all of them will be finished because we get a spiritual body. That's all we need. We just need a spiritual body and then those four are finished. But in the meantime, we have to practice getting a spiritual body. Yeah, any other questions? Yes. I have a question um, concerning generations, three generations before like, Oh, the three generations, yeah, if you're a neophyte. The more and the more and more. The more surrendered you are, the more pure you are. Yeah, you get more generations, more generations. you liberate. Right. So if you're just considering the three generations, or one generation, or two. If you're a neophyte devotee, you can liberate three generations, yeah. before and after. But it must be quite um, possible not to see the evidence of this. Right. So, um, is it just a matter of persevering and having faith by yourself to continue the path, whether or not the others are showing signs of... Yes. Well, a devotee asks you to Prabhupada, what kind of liberation do your relatives get from you being a devotee? So, his answer showed that you may not see the results. The answer was, in their next life, they will be devotees. For the next life. <laughs> he said next. <laughs> okay. Yes. Or they will, no, he just said they will become devotees. He said they will become devotees. Yes. So that's the liberation. Again, I'll repeat. For a pure, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasani says, if a pure devotee is born in a family, 100 generations, before and after, if a medium preacher is born in a family 14 generations before and after, and if a neophyte devotee is born in a family three generations before and after. So another question devotee asked was, does that include your nieces and nephews and cousins? And he probably said yes. Not just your immediate family. It's joint family. It includes joint family. They all get benefited. So generous. Yeah. There was an ex one, one of our Indian leaders, Gauranga Prabhu, when he joined, his parents were very upset. So they invited him to a class, and the whole class was about how the family gets benefited <laughs> if, if you, the kid becomes a devotee. And so then 
one after the class, one of his cousins came and told him, keep chanting, keep chanting. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are, yeah. We have to keep chanting. And keep doing our service. Don't give up. Okay, any other questions? Jai, Glorious Shri Prabhupada Krishna. Jai, 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 Jai